When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 15 and 16 of Lord of Chaos, a pile of sand and tellings of the wheel. Enjoy! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everyone, to The Will Reads. Back again for the first time. It seems like forever, guys. It's yeah, been for the first time, for the last time. For the first time, and the last time, and all the times. Yeah, um, I am live from a closet in the Shenandoah Valley somewhere, because um, I'm on vacation and decided to uh, not stop drinking, but break away from my drinking buddies to come hang out with you guys. Ooh, hey. awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. I like it. it. It's been fun. Yeah, we took all the, the haircut videos. looks good. Oh, thank you. I just shaved it. That's not really that crazy of a haircut, but thanks. Yeah, really fancy. I like your yeah. style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a uh, um it's been fun. Um I'll get into personal lives, but before we get into anything else, I do want to announce two we have two patrons, two new ones since two weeks ago. We have Jonathan Reese and uh Synchro. Synchro, I think. Or is it Synchro? One of the two. Thank you so much, guys. You guys yeah. are awesome. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> First, I'm going to start by apologizing for last week. I was deadly sick. I'm still getting over it. Like, I still have, like, some chest congestion. It's um, it's it's just been kind of going on. It's a lot better than it was, but Billy. Uh, yeah. has, has anybody named this thing yet? Because I don't know about your social group, Alan, but everybody I know has gotten this. Yeah. It's like, 5.0. So I didn't get any fever with it. But I got no, a massive I, I, headache, and then I got like three days of the nastiest chest congestion. <sighs> but then it still lingers. Like I'm on a week and a half. Like I still have a couple coughing fits a day, where all sorts of nastiness comes. Yeah, out. I went to a doc in a box, and they took a culture, and they're like, "Nope, no flu, no COVID, no nothing." Right, they're like, same. I was like, "You have nothing." I was like, "I had 102 temperature last night, and oh like, wow, I feel you like I'm speckles. dying." And they're like, "Yeah, you don't have anything." I was like, "No, I have something." Like, <laughs> there's something <laughs> like, in there. <laughs> So, so when I got yeah. it, I went to CVS to get like uh, Mucinex or something, and all the Mucinex type drugs, Dayquil, Nyquil, everything was empty, uh, mm-hmm. nothing in there. So this junk is, we should we should call it something. Should now have I, it right I, now. I, I was gonna go with something Stranger Things because when I get a coughing fit hmm. and I hack it up, it looks like one of those baby demo dogs that Will had. Mm-hmm. 
You know, okay. so it's maybe yeah. maybe we'll call it a demodog. The demodog. Dem- demodog pox. Demodog pox. Demodog pox. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so monkey pox. We'll just call it demodog pox. Uh- yeah. Anyways, so, sorry <laughs> are going to that because I'm yeah, on the it- tail end and it sucks. Mm. Yeah. So no, it's it's. I feel fine. It's just I have that lingering cough, and if I laugh too much, I'll start coughing again. But other yeah. than that, I'm good. So I might have coughing fits and I'll try to pause it, but I am literally in a closet. So I am like tight in space. So, uh, Alan, come yeah, out of the closet. Come on. Everybody knows. Okay. Just, okay. Yeah. Just so step out. We so guys, you. um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, I stuck my popsicle. as far as giveaways, <laughs> there was one I was supposed to announce yesterday, but like I said, I'm on vacation, so I didn't do it yet. Um, but there are giveaways going on right now. So <laughs> eventually I'll get my new shit together. Like I said, I'm gonna cough my lung when I start making jokes. Uh, but yeah, so I will announce a giveaway soon. Um, I like I said, I'm on vacation, so I'm not on the computer nearly as much right now, and not doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing. But that's okay. Uh, we'll catch up. We'll get back there. Um, I'll be back from vacation one day. Although I didn't want to leave here. This place is awesome. Um, yeah. So I'll jump right into personal life. Uh, yeah, yeah. We tell us about it. Yeah. So it's 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 uh my my son and um goes to goes to preschool and. Uh, two of the kids in his preschool class, uh, they're the same age, of course. Um, they're, they're two families that have like three or two kids each, uh, all the same ages as our kids. So like there's eight kids total here um, oh. <laughs> and, six, and, 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 six, and six adults. Uh, eight kids between the ages of five months to four years old. So it's God bless you. It's a it's a very compact group. Uh, but we've we've known all these people before. We all had kids too, so we just became closer friends once we all had kids. Because obviously, now all the kids hang out. So um, we decided to do like a friend family vacation uh, first time, and uh, we just got to go to the beach. We said, you know, what? beach is kind of overdone, and plus we're like we already going to the beach multiple times this year. Yeah. Um, so we're like, let's go to the mountains. So we started looking at Airbnbs. We found this place in Woodstock, Virginia, um, mm. which is on and the northern fork of the Shenandoah River, in the Shenandoah Valley. Um, so it's on the river. There's kayaks you can take out and go kayaking down the river. Um, that they that awesome. the house provides. It has a pool table, ping pong table, foosball, PlayStation's, Xboxes, TVs in every single room. Um, like ten bedrooms. Alan's like, in heaven. Um, and, and then the other families, they brought a trail and they brought like all the power wheels for the kids. So like everybody has their own like Jeep power wheel, like, and they all souped them up with like golf cart batteries. So they go like go karts. So these kids are like flying around everywhere, like four year olds on, on power wheels. And, and it's just, it's utter chaos. And we they brought bounce houses and we're, we're, and we're in the middle of nowhere, like literally fields and woods and nothing, but just middle of nowhere. Um, and there's a winery next door. When I say next door, it's about a half a mile away, but, um, yeah. But your, so, your only neighbor is a winery. Yes. That's, that's a rough life. It's, so, it's hard. It's, it's hard being out here. I was like, do we have to leave? Do we have to? <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, it, it's a fun time. Uh, we've been having a good time out here and, uh, the kids are having a blast. Uh, and we're having a blast too. Cause we're just kind of drinking and watching the kids. Um, um, so yeah. Pretty cool. I'm only about a half an hour from Luray Caverns from that area. Yeah, yeah, we're right there. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. So fun I, times. I've, I've got a question. So you said you've known these people, so this might be irrelevant, but do you find like when you get in that social vacation mode, relaxing, kind of around new people, that you discover that there's something wrong with maybe our group of friends and how we came up and the amount that we drink and still drink? Like sometimes yes. when we're around new people, 
and mm-hmm. I'm on drink four and they're like, maybe I'll start today. And I'm like, oh, we haven't started. Oh, uh, they're all drinkers. So it's, okay. it's fine. So yeah, it's not drinkers. This is what, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He brought about like one of the guys bought a handle of Tito's, you know, and, and the, the, the fridge is stocked with beer and yeah, we just, yeah. We've, good, good. Yeah. It might sound like an odd question, but I've, I've gone on a vacation not that long ago with people I haven't been out with before. <clears> and it was just, I felt the whole time I was like, God, I really want to drink, but nobody else is. Yeah, I mean, we're not like drinking like super heavy, but like yeah. we're, we're drinking all day long, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. But, and it's summertime. You got to pace yourself in the heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're not like chugging. We're, we just have a drinking hand of us all day long. It's just, sure. you know, like a, a white claw or a light beer. Just kind yeah. of slowly I can appreciate it. that. All right. Yeah. So fun times. So what's going on in you guys' world? Uh, as you can see this week, I'm in the barracks and I am but, loving that. Woo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How did you end up uh, back in the barracks? Well, I mean, my um, the leave I Is put in car? for yeah, uh, the leave I put in for it doesn't start till next week. Okay. Uh, but I took three weeks of leave. I got notified today it was approved. Of course, they waited till like literally the week before. So, but at least they approved it and not on the last day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get my steroid injection right in the spine on Friday. And then I'm off for three weeks. Hopefully that helps them. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, it's crazy oh, yeah. that you have to take off from recovering. Look, man. I'm, I'm still, my mind is still boggled by that very thought. There's so much about this process that, and there's all these people that work here. So you think there'd be these experts to tell me exactly what my options are, right? But once once they're like, well, there's not much we could do for you here now recovery-wise, so we're going to send you back home. I was like, well, I thought like the, the med board and um, was an option where you get medically discharged. Um, and I didn't want to do that. I kind of wanted to get better. But I'm asking about that because as it is right now, I don't think I could go back to my current job um, doing the 40-hour work week. You know, I mentioned that before. I, I get a couple hours of activity during the day and I'm done. Like I got to be laid out the rest of the day. Um, anyways, so they were like, well, they can't do the med board thing here for whatever reason. I have to go back to my unit and then they can decide to do it. So being in the reserves, it took me forever to get a phone number of somebody back in my unit that actually knows anything about this process. Mm. And I finally found out today, this is after like a week's worth of emails and phone calls, find out today that, uh, anybody out there in the military, you'll know this, you have, a pulses, pushes, something like that on your, on your profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a number system. So I'm still straight ones and they have my injury right now just as a temporary thing. So I'm like a 90 day temporary dead man profile. Can't do anything. Can't walk too long. Can't stand too long. Can't sit too long. Nothing, but they haven't done anything to change like my, my permanent physical profile. And without that being changed to at least a three, I can't get med boarded. So then I'm talking to the doctor here. I'm like, okay, I've been broke since November. Y'all say you can't fix me. Doesn't that change one of those numbers somehow? And she's like, I don't know. That takes, that's a whole nother process. we got to get some more doctors to look at you. I'm like, well, why the fuck haven't we been doing that? I've been sitting around since March. Why haven't we been doing that? If you knew you couldn't fix me, then isn't the next step to be like, okay, let's put ink to paper and say he's broken. And that way he can, you know, go through the process he needs to go through. So do you still have to do formation in the morning? Yes. Even So that's what kills me. Everybody that, and I'm not the only one that has, has these dead man profiles, like, uh, and it's like the worst. We're not, I'm not supposed to stand for more than 10 minutes in formation. And they say formation is going to be quick. It'll be done in 10 minutes, but we're there for 15 to 20 minutes uh, at least if it goes fast any given day. But that's the one thing yeah. they don't wait. You got to go to formation. 
And in the morning when I'm hurting the most, like anything overhead kind of sucks. But in the morning when mm -hmm. I haven't had a chance to do my stretching yet, like the ability to reach up and even salute when the flag goes off, that shit hurts. So I'm like yeah. hunched over sideways, like massaging my right buttock with my left hand and <laughs> saluting the flag in the morning. It's so, so this, fucking this, patriotic. This, like, this, is how, this, is how I, this is how I picture uh, uh, your formation, right? I just want an excuse to use that. <laughs> no. So uh, go ahead and cut to the scene where it's a pile of, pile of dead, dead bodies body. in a wall, and then they just fall over. And that's my formation. <laughs> I'm the guy, like, stuffed in the middle of the wall, just like. <laughs> I, I added that little video for uh, our, our Wad of Fortune. Uh, so when, like, someone gets a really, really big uh, win, uh, we play yeah. the Spartan cheer. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to test it out on our actual podcast, so. I'm, I'm flattered, Alan, but not even close. <laughs> or like, who's the disfigured guy? Oh, that's like um, trying to get him to take the deal. Yeah, this is part of the actual story. Um, yeah, yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's me. Anyway, <laughs> lift your shield. <laughs> Pretty much. Awesome. Meanwhile, your profile is straight ones. You are fit to fight, <laughs> but it hurts. <laughs> Sounds about right. A falsies? Is that right? Something so, you could say it and I'd probably not even recognize it. So Chris, how's how's wedding watch 2022 going? Oh my gosh. Hey, look, we're 81 days as it's a day out from it. And so but, but who's counting? I mean, well, obviously. That guy. This guy. That guy. <laughs> well, it's officially you. on my calendar. So Meredith and I are also counting. We're excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I laid the I still hammer need RSVP. Down. I'm coming. Yeah, do that online. It's coming. Yeah. I definitely laid the hammer down with the uh wedding planners and i have never received so many emails and phone calls and text messages i'm like oh, i'm looking over the contract and i don't think we're anywhere near where you're supposed to be i've been doing a lot of work Ooh. i've documented all my work all of a sudden it's like hey mr pennington hey chris let's get on the ball let's do this let's do that let's schedule your next seven appointments just outright we're going to meet bi-weekly we got this this and this going on like oh so now we want to get paid mm -hmm. <laughs> I see how it is. Cool. So needless yep. to say, we are definitely jumped head first. We are really getting the this the fine tuning done on top of that. I had a wedding in Virginia this past weekend. So like I told you guys before, Ooh. I traveled to Virginia this past weekend to be in a family friend's wedding. I was the only groomsman that was not a family member, which was really cool. Oh. That's how how tight we've been. Yeah, I've known them since like Deer Park days, like elementary school. And okay. so, and we grew up in the same neighborhood. And, you know, when you live in public housing, you, everybody around you is like a family member. So it was neat to be a part of that. That, And then just to get back here and, you know, we're going through it at work, trying to place students when we don't have the space, but, you know, we're making stuff happen. That's, that's it. Oh, our kitty was born. Yay! So right now there there are literally nineteen kittens that we get to choose from, and then we get to nix half of them because they're boys, and we're getting a girl, and then we're nixing another quarter because we want a kitten from one of three mothers because we really like these moms, and then there's one in particular who we get to visit the kitten on Saturday, so we may be picking awesome. our kitten this coming weekend. Please post pictures in Discord. Oh, yeah. yes. I'll pull up the pictures that she has right now and put them in Discord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. 
in, in the room that we're staying at this house, there is like a wall sized painting of a cat that stares at you when you wake up in the morning. Um, it might be so, that place. It's the privacy uh, <laughs> room. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but <laughs> it's just like you wake up in the morning, there's a cat just staring at you, like it's giant Merle of a cat. So. <laughs> I would go show you, but I did remove my whole computer, and yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I mean, I like cats, but I don't think I'll ever have a cat mural. I'm not a cat person, but you know, I'm good. You are now, yeah, yeah. I I am going to be at this point. Chris would be like, I didn't really want the cat. Fast forward three months, he's got the cat in a little carrier. Like, (laughs) I don't think you know. I want Katie to say that. I I like to think that I'll never be that person, but I just do it. Well, you had um everywhere. We had a sailing coach growing up who was the most brilliant man in the entire world. Um, and um, and he was just an asshole. And um, Dan Winters, rest in peace. Um, but um, he was recommended, he had cancer. He actually ended up fighting the cancer off. He didn't die from it. And his doctor recommended he get a pet. And he said, you know, you never wanted something like that because you can't stand pets. And he got a cat. Mm-hmm. And he became a cat person. Turns um, out he loved all of them. He loved all of them. In fact, he went as far to actually open up his own cat colony for feral cats. Oh, and wow. Would go and go feed them every single day and then take the pick of the litter from there to adopt. So he'd always just pick it out of a feral cat colony. So people would actually bring cats to him that are feral to put into the cat colony. And he would keep all the feral cats safe and like became like a crazy cat guy. Uh, but yeah. Where should I post this picture, by the way? There's so many. Oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's a fur baby uh, channel on our Discord. Yeah, for babies. It's under Trollocs Cook Pot. Yeah, under, under that, that the for fun section. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, yeah. So good old Dan. And Dan became a lot a more likable person after the cats. Yeah, he the still cats he, mellowed he, him out. He still hated people, but he but he liked he liked cats. Though. Yeah, but I liked the way he hated people. It was entertaining yeah. for me. Even when he was hating me, I'm like, oh, that's that was <laughs> such a good dig. <laughs> I didn't even understand oh, yeah. it. That word was so big and eloquent. I gotta go look up how you insulted me. That's yeah. <laughs> and and also I do apologize to everybody watching this live. I do look like I have stripes in here. I don't know what it is. It's on me too. Um I didn't bring lighting with me, so I'm just using fluorescent light in the closet. So it's uh yeah. I'm I'm t- I'm tiger. Ellen. Tiger Allen. Hmm. <laughs> it's a throwback <laughs> to the beginning of our, our show days when Tiger King was. You know, somebody was wearing a Tiger King shirt today. Apparently, he's got a lot of issues going on as of late. Oh, yeah? So, okay. Yeah. I haven't really kept up with the whole Tiger King thing. I was having an early conversation or a, a conversation the other day about early COVID days. And I was like, you know what really saved me in the beginning of COVID? And they were like, oh my gosh, me too. Tiger King and da 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 da. And I was like, no. My podcast. What the? <laughs> Who looks back to the beginning of COVID and go well, for one, one for Tiger King? Or, uh, I, I never would have made it. I, wouldn't have made it. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, you guys ready to go into this chapter? I'm These looking chapters. At, I'm, I'm looking at fur babies to see if what he's got on there. Uh, okay. Oh my goodness, That's it's so up cute. there. Oh, I love the coloring. Uh, uh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> Okay, take a brief pause for looking at baby cat, cat babies. Sorry, right, yeah, they're the, the, the cute bangles. So I'm posting all little the potentials. Beans. Oh, all the potentials. I think Coco's going to be the one, but she just posted some new pics. So, in case you guys aren't on our Discord, you can go join that now. Uh, just go to thewillreads.com and there's links there to join our Discord server. And you can see pictures of kittens, apparently. 
Um, Wait, which one do you like? <clears throat> um, so the very first one is Coco. Coco and Goldie are kind of the two we're leaning towards. But the last I like, grouping. I like Bambi. Yeah, I was about to say Bambi is, oh is another goodness. one. These are brand new pictures. They just got posted today. So, okay. Bambi cool, cool, cool. is in the running too. Cover as well. Oh, and so it's it got lighting. Okay, cool. There's lighting. I mean, this past past lighting. <laughs> there you go. Hey, welcome to the show. <laughs> I guess they're watching me in the other room. They heard uh, that I was uh, I did have good lighting. Uh, this doesn't help the stripes though. Okay. Your stripes are from your camera, probably. It's probably. I don't know what's going on. But 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 yeah, those are the kittens, and Misty might make it in too because Misty's really close to Mist, and I've been reading Mist. The Mistborn. Oh, that is great. I've been I've been reading the oh, yeah. how's, series. How's, how's that been going? Oh my goodness! I'm how's, on, how's I, I'm on chapter oh, like fifty four out of eighty two of the last books. So. Okay. Cool. And of course, a lot of the things I assumed way back in book one are true, and there are some things that have yet to be confirmed, but I know okay. it will be really soon. For instance, sweet. I, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody but the earring we know is the how i'm just gonna say it that way and anybody that's read exactly what i'm talking about and i thought that from like book one i was like somehow this thing is causing issues or it's going to be a huge help to a certain person and now that i'm where i am i'm like i was right it's a big issue (laughs) it's a thing anyway speaking of which there's some confirmation in these chapters that we've been waiting on for a bit. Or I feel like it's confirmation. I don't yeah. Know anybody else yeah. We'll yeah, yeah, we do. We, we get good stuff. Let's let's move right in. So chapter 15. A we can skip of... this chapter. Yeah, we can skip this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> a pile of sand. Uh, oh, this is a pile of sand. It's a really crappy chapter. Uh, <laughs> and Egwene's uh, still kind of dazed because she's pregnant from her <clears> dreams and she doesn't know it yet. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. She's, pro- she's beggars too. Um, yeah. And Abby when and Min, and, when yeah, Min yeah. shows up with Rand, she's probably going to get preggers. They're all going to have kids yeah. at the same time. Okay. They're all going to get pregnant. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, this is the chapter. We actually did this live for our Patreons. Our, and Ian ended up running over something and busting up his car and had to leave early. So totally the whole reason why we were, we were doing the live reading was for the next chapter. Uh, and we ended up cutting it short because Ian – just bailed on us was like uh my car's broken i gotta go and i was like okay dude we'll just cut it short that's fine it was a test run anyway so anyways if y'all if y'all haven't run over one of those 18 wheeler tires that's in the middle of your lane and it was basically a full tire it it ripped all of the uh plastic splash guard which is in like one two three four four pieces on my Mm. car all four oh, of them man. got ripped out from underneath, and they oh were just barely God. they were barely dangling on when I was able to pull over, and I had to rip them That's off. Crazy, yeah. So There's a kid small. that I met not too long ago. I ate him when I got too close and ate his car up from the back to the front. You know how they put those spikes on the tires? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh no. Ate it. I mean, you, you know how you think? Oh my God! I wonder what would happen if he said that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> he should love cars. Just- Shoot up. <laughs> I talked to him last night and he's like, they told him my car. That's no, no how shit. bad it was. Like, it ate the entire oh side of the car up. He's fine. So I can laugh because uh, I saw, I don't I feel so saw him like, yesterday. 
but I'll, oh I'll only be out maybe a hundred bucks. I can order all those parts off of rockauto.com and they're, they're he's the like, mail, I so. have to find a brand new car, a, a new used car. He's like, do you know how hard that is? I was like, yeah, I went through that a few months ago. Especially good luck. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. a pile yeah. of sand is what his car looked like. A pile of sand. Yeah. So Egwene wake, awakes from the, the wet dream with, uh, with Gawain. Uh, <laughs> Gawain's wet dream. Uh, and she immediately goes right back to sleep uh, just to get some actual rest. Um, uh, but um, her dream. Gaw- uh, Gawain did a good job. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you know, and her dreams begin easily enough with Gawain, but slowly turn more nightmarish. Uh, she dreams of Perrin with a hawk and falcon on his shoulders and a wolf at his feet. Getting um, chased by an axe. Yeah, getting chased by an axe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and dreams of Matt speaking the old tongue. She sees two ravens on each one of her shoulders and Talon's digging into his flesh. Uh, she sees a, sh- uh, a shrouded woman beckoning him into danger um and then her dream shift to rand uh, and she sees elaine forcing him to his knees um <laughs> giggity, giggity. <laughs> um so giggity. you know and um and on your knees, <laughs> on your knees. Uh, now you should have done the one where Moraine takes her on her knees. Mm-hmm. Only, mm-hmm. The only, only Moraine one, guys. This one is, is, is the Will Reese and the Will Wills. Uh, but no. yes. her on your so, knees was. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, good point. I'll, so I'll is she to... prophetic? That's the point we were making. Yeah, and that's we what's going to ask you guys. Yeah, I think it's developing. As you look at this, it's not necessary. I mean, some of it's future, but some of it's stuff we already know, but maybe she doesn't know yet, but it's already yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Sure. But then Elida, is it Elida getting ran on his knees or Elaine? Elaine. Elaine. Oh. Mm. That's mm-hmm. why I say giggity. Still, and then, okay. Still and then Elaine men and Afi end up form a circle around him and all reaching to touch him. Um, That's the baby triumvirate. That's... <laughs> and yeah, he so- walks... The final yeah, thing but, is he walks towards a burning mountain and boots of his, his boots are crunching the seals of the Darklands prison as he walks. Yeah, that was part. that was pretty awesome. <clears throat> so a little bit of prophecy. It seems to be like pretty heavy in metaphor. But so this makes sense. Like uh, I've read a lot about interpreting dreams. Uh, I used to have very vivid <laughs> dreams all the time. We've talked about this. I don't get them so much anymore. Your mom's into that a lot. My mom is, and my mm-hmm. there's been a couple occasions where my mom's talked to me about a dream she had. She's like, it's kind of reoccurring. It's been bugging me. I, it, I can't quite make sense of it. Then something big will happen in the world, and then we both look at each other like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's a perfect parallel sort of thing. But so anyways, being able to like even, – even if you believe in it and you're a person that can have like these prophetic dreams or whatever, it's not like you just have one and you wake up and you go, I know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like it usually takes a lot of study. Even the dreams are in riddles. Um, different things don't necessarily mean the exact same thing in the real world sort of thing. So I feel like that's kind of where we're at with her. Like she's – she probably – she doesn't even realize that these might be real visions. She's considering them as nightmares. So we're in those early stages, and then she's going to bump into a situation where she's like – holy cow, wait a minute, I dreamt something very similar to this. And then it'll develop as we go. So maybe by the end of these books, like she's, you know, predicting exactly how the last battle is going to play out or or another one of these uh, strategists that's helping Rand move in such a way so that he can win because she can see the future sort of thing. But we're yeah. not there yet. We're just, we're just starting so, out. What do you think about Axe chasing Perrin? 
I think more importantly was the fact that he's running away from a tinker. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, I mean, going to the axe floating through the air, chasing him, I think this is him. Well, I wanted to say it's him just kind of running away from the idea of, of being a warlord. Yeah. And, I mean, he's con- this is a continual theme for him. The same with the um, the wolf lying on his feet and then the hawk and the falcon perching on his shoulder. Like, we know, Fael, and then we know realize that he's got a lot going on there. But he turned away from a tinker and ran faster and faster that she called for him to come back. Like, I don't know if that's just him running away from the idea of peace or if maybe he finds out more about the Tinkers and his relation with them in some way. You've chosen violence. (laughs) I think think the axe axe chasing him is just Stormbreaker trying to let him know that he's worthy. And, and, And he doesn't believe that he is, so he's running away. (laughs) <laughs> no just i mean chris you nailed it and i think that's what we're supposed to think here uh i think of all the characters you know matt kind of dabbled in it early on like i just want to go back home i just want to go back home mm-hmm. but perrin did go back home and he still had to fight that big fight and like more than anything i think perrin just wants to be done with this shit he wants to live in peace i think he would love to do the tinker life i don't even think he wants to rule in any way shape or form Mm-mm. um but I think fate or the wheel or the Tavirinus or whatever, he, he's not going to be able to escape it. He's, he has more fights to come and he's going to have to use that ax again. Yeah. What do yeah. you think know about the two the Ravens with Matt? I was just about to go there. Early on in book one, we assumed the Ravens had something to do with a God or the God. And then Odin, the dark. Yeah. We said Odin in the beginning, like, <laughs> being funny about it, but then we realized that the Dark One uses ravens and rats and bats and all sorts mm-hmm. of things. So it's just like the, the Dark One like taking control or gripping into... But the Spiri has his ravens on it, too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Maybe there's yeah. another power out there that's going to grip into them and then take maybe. hold of them. Mm-hmm. I don't like assigning any, like, natural born animal to being exclusively evil that's never truly been my experience Mm-mm. so if it were like deformed orc like ravens i'd be like have yeah you, have you have, wait wait have you met a chihuahua i mean yeah you're evil <laughs> pure evil i have a real hatred for tall people and, unless you're one of their people it, you it sometimes they have a very small circle and they only have one person that they love but if you're that one person, they're pretty badass. Um, so I say that to say that, yes, maybe ravens can be used that way by the Dark Lord or by Forsaken or whatever. But mm-hmm. maybe they're not exclusively used that way. Um, we And we're also thinking about Matt, you know, going across the water, hooking up with some Shan Chan chick. Uh, yeah. And maybe maybe there the, the ravens are controlled and used differently. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe that's or maybe he just has the ability to harness that power or will have that ability to harness that power, but not necessarily making him evil. So now you are saying it's all prophetic. Well, yeah, it's yeah. (laughs) Maybe not all. I think it might all be. I think there's still so much to come that we don't we haven't seen yet. That's true. We haven't seen a wolf necessarily lay at parents feet yet at all. They have come to him. They have called him brother, but they have not called him master or lord. Or king, yeah. Or, yeah, that's true. 
I mean, we've gotten that feeling. That's where he's going. But again, but they're good boys. Going but in they're the good boys. They're good boys. They're good, good boys. They're good boys. Um. So yeah. Um. And then Rand's with the most with Elaine, and then also the circle of them, the three girls around him. Oh, don't skip the Elaine forcing him to his knees with his one knees. hand. Okay. Now, part of that's wondering whether or not Elaine maybe gets his bond. That mean, yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't say bondage, Alan. We said oh, sorry, sorry. Huge difference. So, or, or maybe we do find that she creates a you know link that can control the males, and then yeah. she takes control of him. I mean, we just we don't know at the moment. Rand is like all in power individual, but at some point he's got to be, you know. Put under control because he's going mad. So maybe this is that. Hmm. I don't like that okay. at all. Has to be put under control. I mean, it's either that or we put him down. You know what they do with rabbit dogs? What? Let the man be a man. <laughs> and then you got the three Elaine men and Avienda sitting in a silent circle around him, each in turn reaching out to lay a hand on him. That, I think that's just the marriage circle. Yeah. That's how they're going to get married in a very ideal type way. Okay. It could be more than just a romantic thing, too. I mean, we already saw in uh, Karian or Korean or Karian. Karian. Yeah, sure. That one. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Rand couldn't fight that one by himself. If it wasn't for Egwene and Avienda, they they might not have won that one. You know, he he Mm -hmm. barely got through it. So, you know, maybe it's showing like how they need to be there to help him. I mean, I agree with that too. I kind of think like that triad of power. Yeah, to help support him and help guide supporting him. him. And yeah, I, I agree with that comment. I think that's yeah a safe bet. Now yep. him going towards a mountain on fire and then crushing the or shattering the seals. Or seals. Mm-hmm. I have felt like the stronger he's gotten, the weaker the seals have become. Yeah, so this is this this is the thing that's currently happening, but also looking to the future. Mm-hmm. I like that his power is growing, and as he develops, that's what's weakening the seals. It's like there's a balance there. Yeah, I think that's yeah. in, in a lot of these books. There's some type of balance, like you have, you know, your ruin and your preserve mm-hmm. preserving. So, yeah, sure. the balance of power in this book. The stronger he gets, the looser the hold or the, the, the chains that hold back the dark one are. Yep. I like it. So then after this, she's woken up for breakfast. Aguinas. Um, but I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, and yeah, she doesn't feel like eating, uh, but, uh, yeah, Amis, but then, but then, then Amis, mm. Malade and bear come in, uh, to the tent and, and yeah, um, the next scene in full, unfolds um so this whole scene coming up i guess if we dug in, in into it there's some important stuff but it wasn't too exciting for me i guess yeah the, the wise was getting part, pissed some more <laughs> yeah and, they're, and then like Egwene gets to ask more questions and they're like normally you have so many questions so she's in a couple of her questions are good and she gets some good answers mm-hmm more confirmation that she must really love Gawain the way she got sucked in there, and he must really love her the way he yeah. sucked her in there. I mean, you just don't suck people off like that unless you really love them. Mm. So, right, yeah, 
Here we go. Yeah. Um, and I guess what Malade frowns at Cowan and orders her to dig through a pile of sand to finds one red grain. Forgot about that. Um, no, we didn't forget yeah. that. We just, we just didn't want to talk <laughs> about it. Still so want to talk about. <laughs> Still want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Make her do stupid stuff just because she wants to come back and be what she's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She keeps on trying to be uh, uh, Gaishan, uh, which is like, you know, forced slavery. I, not not forced. Uh, involved, voluntary, Vol- voluntary slavery. Slavery. Yeah. Um, exactly. Servant. Servant. Yeah, but um, she's I refusing guess, to stop yeah. being a servant. That also figured. wasn't all that exciting. So there's a lot. There's a lot of them that are doing that. I guess there's a whole noted. lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. So maybe that'll be significant at some point. But well, like and they now, need them to not do that because they need the help. Right. They are crippling them big time. So yeah. there's that. And then you yeah. have the whole like the fact that they don't realize that she's in and out of the dream space shows that they're not really keeping that close of an eye on Elaine. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, Egwene. Or are they? I don't think they are. Okay. I think they're a little bit more sensible. Like their whole reasoning is, is if you're not eating, you're not getting stronger. If you're not getting stronger, you can't go into the dreams because we can't have a weak person in the dreams ending up getting yeah. in trouble. So should they be watching her better? Yes, because they just assume that she's doing what she's told to do. Yeah. yeah. But it's not very wise. Oh, yeah. and I did, I did take note. I don't know if it's significant. You know, Egwene had that massive headache after the battle, and it's still kind of lingering. It seems mm-hmm. like a, a while for a headache to be there. Of course, she's mm-hmm. not giving herself the best chance at healing because she keeps dabbling in the dreams. Yeah. Yep. But maybe, that maybe, she over, maybe she over-channeled a little bit. Or maybe that that's in relation to, like, herself unlocking. Like, she's becoming – her mind is trying to comprehend everything that's now going on. Yeah. That's fatigue. Yeah. 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 There's, been a, there's uh, been a couple different movies where, like, in TV shows where uh, beings that don't have, like, significant brain capacity, like, they get massive amounts of information, like, downloaded onto them. And they're, like, wicked smart for a little while. <laughs> but then their brains essentially melt on them and, you know, they die because they just can't handle all those processes. So it could yeah. be a little that, like, she just is getting overloaded. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 So then we switch to Elaine, unless we want to continue with Egwene for a bit. Anything else from this? No, no, okay. No. Yeah. So we get to Elaine. Um, she is there to see what Tarda's there. Tarda's leaving to go back to the White Tower. Um, and after she leaves, they come out and announce that they are just going to continue seeing Sodar. They're not going to go back to the White Tower yet. Continue doing what they're doing. Um, so there's some concern there that that was going to happen. That's kind of, you know, relieved uh, with this announcement. And after all the people disperse, uh, kind of the more meat of the section is when Nynaeve and Elaine go find Shiriam and tell her about what they discovered in Teleron Riyad and about Ebudar, and they want to go there to try to find this mysterious bowl or whatever. And um, yeah, and, and immediately they're like, yeah, Ebudar's no place for accepted. Your places are here. You can't go. Like These eyes that I are starting to piss me off. And <laughs> it's funny, sometimes Nynaeve's attitude like pisses you off and as the reader you're like oh naive stop no you're going to yeah. the top and then there's sections like this where i'm like yeah tell her again tell her to stuff it up her ass Da-da-da-da-da. that's what naive does yeah i was cheering yeah. for naive this one because the eyes that i even though i don't think they're actually going to hear it and comprehend it yeah i feel like they need to hear it yeah so, yeah and so, then so, so between that and then um 
It's weird. Elaine, I know she says she essentially kind of made it up to make it sound more intriguing. Mm -hmm. But the whole, and this one I think takes a male channeler to use also. Mm -hmm. Like, I know she just threw it in there, but maybe that's true. And if it's true, I mean, that definitely puts an Age of Legends time frame on this piece, but also means that what it can do is wildly powerful. Sure. Not just like a little powerful, a lot of powerful. Like so powerful. So powerful. It'd be kind of cool. Wait, is that why y'all say that? No, I guess the saw angriel. Like there's angriels that are kind of, kind of powerful, and then there's saw angriels, which are really powerful because they're oh. saw powerful. Okay. Um, making that that's just us making, being stupid. But um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, you said naive loses her temper. Says you know all you guys do is nothing but talk. Like we need action, and that doesn't go over too well. They're both punished by having to scrub pots now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything from all that? I mean, I know we kind of just breezed over all that, but I mean, it was this, this chapter's not a whole lot. I, I'm trying to pull stuff out. I mean, you would think by conversation that they had with Swan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a little better. I like that more than the Shirian okay. conversation. We talk about that. I mean, it, it's it's very much what we already know. I mean, first and foremost, the idea that. If you're pretending to be part of an Aja, that Aja has first call on you. That's good to note because they have all done that at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So if that's found out, they may be forced into an Aja that they don't necessarily want to be a part of. So I, I that could also mean that. first dibs to punish you, though. That <laughs> not, too. Not, we, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree <laughs> with you. I, I think that's that's the other side of it is. But they want these girls. Like I feel like they know more than what they're letting on, and they really want to get a hold of them. And so there's mm-hmm. that. And yeah. then the whole idea of like, come back and all is forgiven. I really do think they like, they want to lean in that direction. They're yeah. tired of fighting. They're tired of struggling. And the they other eyes to die, not this group. Yeah. I, I but they, but yeah. they want the tower to be whole. I think all the eyes and I want that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they want to do it in their own terms, but they want, except that. for the sec for the black Aja. <laughs> but but who are they? Who aren't they? That might be easier. To <laughs> They're all black, Asha. So what I like about the interactions we keep having with Swan and Elaine and Nynaeve is I feel like despite all their bickering and back and forth and rolling their eyes at each other and tussles here and there, I feel like that relationship is growing. Okay. I feel like there's some trust growing. I'm starting to get the feel that Swan is that coach you had that you swore up and down. He was horrible or she was horrible, like the biggest asshole in the world. And then finally, after you win the championship and you turn around and they like shake your hand and say, good job. I knew you could do it. You're like, son of a bitch. You were pushing me the whole time, making me better, but you were an asshole as you were doing it. And the coach is like being that asshole, but in the back of their mind going, all right, all right. I see what you're doing there. All right. Let me push a little harder. See how much further you can go. Like, I, I, I had plenty of coaches like that. Uh, I was a coach. I was like that as a coach when I used to coach sailing. Yeah. I remember, I remember uh, that's one thing that one of our friends, Adam, complained about me. It's the first time I came out and coached him. He, I think he won the first race I watched him do. And he, he came back to the boat all excited. And he was like, you see that? I won a race. I was like, yeah, he got lucky. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, you wouldn't bang the corner. I was complete luck. Like, you just, you sucked. Like, get back out there and actually try to win more races. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. He's like, wah, wah, wah. And he got all pissed off. And he was like, he's like, why? Well, I just won a race and you're telling me I suck. I was like, yeah, you got lucky. Like, like yeah. literally. That's but that, that's kind of the that's kind of the vibe I'm I'm getting with Swan. Like, I think she I mean obviously she recognizes the power and potential. Well, the power that all these girls have, but she also recognizes the potential and knows yeah. like it's there's so much that they're gonna be able to do that nobody here is gonna be able to teach them. So sure. they have to somehow be motivated to to grow and do better on their own. So she's definitely right. poking and prodding. Yeah. And then the final little tidbit we get is uh, Morvin and Sherium uh, talking about Rand, how he scares them to death and wondering if um, they've already run out of options and what to do about that. As far as what they're going to do with Rand, whether they have no options anymore. What do you you know, there, there is the option that literally everybody just goes to him and says, all right, Dragon Reborn, what would you like us to do? <laughs> That Pledge fealty. Yeah, I mean, that is an option. Pledge fealty. They're going to take that, that option. Even, <coughs> has that been discussed at all? No. Do you, not, have you read anything about Aes Sedai in any no, of these books? No, like, no, that's no. not in their mentality at all. Like, they are the top shit, and everyone else is beneath them. But that was one of the best things Moraine could have done sure. when she did it. Even though she did it knowing that, okay, shit, I'm about to die. I have to kind of let him start to do sure. his own thing. But she, if you remember, like, yeah, I think got better when she finally pledged fealty to him. Yeah. And she was still able to influence. And we almost got to the point where Rand started thinking like, oh my gosh, I I wish Moraine was here to advise me on this. Like, holy cow, now I'm missing, like, pledge the fealty and then let him figure out like how he needs you. And yeah. Their heads are too big. You're you're right. They're not going to do it. Well, that's no. their problem. No, that is the problem. I, I don't think they're the solution. I think they're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So, um, anything else? Nah. I think that's the end of this chapter. It is. Oh, no. It's over. Yeah. Oh, no. We can move to a good one. You guys ready to go on? Yes. I'm going to grab my water real quick. Okay. It'll take me 30 seconds. Okay. 30 seconds. You, you got 30 talking. seconds. I got, a, I got a little bit of filler stuff. So okay. when Alan was talking about how we were going to do the live live listening to this, and then I had the car issue or whatever. Hey, and the weather yeah, and the weather be is stormy, and yeah. there is a eighty five percent chance of rain. <laughs> and this is how I yeah. And the crops in the left field off to the north about five degrees. They're complaining that the apples are a little bit less than normal production. And Meanwhile, he's like half paying attention. He's more focused on how, all right, I want to look like I'm just casually lounging in this chair. But it's actually not comfortable to do this. But that's the image I want to give off. I wonder how they're interpreting how I'm sitting. (laughs) But the Bashir Bashir comes in and kind of saves them because it's like half of the report. He's like... Oh, but she's here. Get out of here. I'm done with the report for the day. There's a I senior professor that teaches accounting, <laughs> and I wish I could remember his name. He reminds yeah. me of a turtle, bald hair, glasses. I don't know. He has this droning voice. It's just, oh, he's still caught from the book. He wrote everything. Here we had like high tech classrooms, and he was writing everything on the whiteboard. And right. crazy. Like I, said, yeah. I, I was like, this is why I can't do accounting. If I have to take three years worth of classes from you, I'm going to cut my wrist. Like, or you're going to get a lot of sleep. 
Yeah. That would have been great, actually. Should have yeah. thought about that. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Mean. So Rand gets saved mm-hmm. by the fact that more important people show up. Or right. Supposed more important people show up. Yeah. It here you know, presents four powerful nobles of Andor. Lady Dylan, uh Lord Abel, Lady Ellerin, and Lord Luan. We don't have, we can't forget the, the announcement. My Lord Dragon, Lord of the Mornings, Prince of the Dawn, true defender of the light, before whom the world kneels in awe, I give you those people. He's I like, oh, like Bashir. <laughs> nice. Didn't know all that about myself, but thank you. <laughs> Don't mind but, if I do. Yeah, I mean, so the, the nobles all think that Rand has a hidden agenda, so there's this really awkward kind of cat and mouse game going on because they they don't play Days to Mar that great here in Camelin, but they still try like the Kyrians do. I would like um, to stop that comparison. I know it what keeps coming up. The whole, like, how well they are at Days to Mar because mm-hmm. what they do is different, and I think it's more effective. And sure. I think it's better. It's very direct. And yep. there's a undertone of They're a very Germans. serious. There's an undertone of a very serious threat, mm-hmm. and they don't really dance around it. They just kind of lay it out yeah. in front of you, and I like that. I do too. I think Rand appreciates yeah. that. I I think he's thinking there's going to be a whole lot more dancing, but there isn't. He's like, okay, well, yeah. At the end of this, you don't trust me. I don't trust you. But we mm-hmm. we both showed enough cards here yep. that. We're making progress. Like that's yeah, it's nothing well, to do with Days Demar. Okay. Sure. And I agree with you. Like that is of the utmost importance. But we also have to think about the image. I want to kind of go back to that real quick. Rand doesn't want to be seen as a country bumpkin. But then in the background, you have Luz Theron who says, I was the Lord of the Morning. I am mm-hmm. the Prince of the Dawn. Is that a little foresight? Like he's coming. He's coming. Yeah, losing his head. I'm coming back. I want the world to know. But like, is he gonna take mm-hmm. over? Is he gonna find a way out? Like, because yeah. Rand yeah. eventually is like, "Are you actually there? Or am I just going mad?" Right. Uh, Answer me. Answer. That's later on, but. Lose will just answer if it's kill him, kill him, kill him. That's all he's. Smash <laughs> <laughs> it. Break it, kill Bring him, it. Stab kill him. them all. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> so yeah, and, and we did get kind of breeze over this. I mean, Rand does dismiss Bashir, and they are relieved to see him. I mean, obviously, him being a foreign lord, uh, you know, controlling the army of Andor is kind of unsettling for these nobles. Um, and that, that's definitely noted. Well, Rand right. has a great move. He said, I will not welcome you. This is your land, the palace of your queen. Mm-hmm. But I am pleased you have accepted my invitation. Like mm-hmm. that, that really was smooth. Smooth. Mm-hmm. A little ballsy. Like, yeah. not ballsy, ballsy, but like ballsy, like gonads, like cojones. Like, I think he's saying it from his heart, though. I don't think this is Rand I, playing a game. I think he yeah. means that when he says it. I agree with you. I think if they had read that and understood it, then they would have moved a lot further along in this conversation. Yeah, he right. had nothing to do with the death of the queen, who is not dead. Right, they just don't know that. And he truly loves Elaine, so mm-hmm. and he wants to keep the throne for her. I mean, that's yeah. at the end of the day, that's that's what he's doing. And and Darlin's trying to position herself to take the throne because she's next in line. So 
Well, I thought, wait, wait, I thought I thought somebody was trying to position her, but she was like, no, 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 no I'm no, for no. Elaine. Yeah, she she does, but she wants to be the also the, the speak for Elaine. She's yeah. definitely sure. yeah. She's a somebody. As of right now, of who's there, she's the somebody. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree with that. Um, and, and she does say that she'll support him, and she pledges some kind of allegiance to Rand as well in this whole scene. Unless you cross a certain line, in which case my mm-hmm. pledge is to fucking destroy you. And everybody else is like, me too. Me too. Also us. Yeah. So there's an so. agreement, but there's boundaries drawn on how that agreement yeah. will work. Yeah, I love how they weren't super intimidated by his use of the power to cool their wine. Like I know it's a subtle detail and they, you know, were a little apprehensive after the fact, but I think it's more out of disdain for the power rather than fear that he can use it so easily. But look at the message they gave him. Like, okay, so they know he's a dragon reborn. They went through all the different rumors out there. Oh, he's just an eyes to eye puppet. That little even that little gesture there, they're like, okay, the power's real with this guy. Um, but they still draw a hard line of, yes, we'll support you unless you do X, Y, Z, and then we're going to come after you. They're saying that knowing full well that he could annihilate them. But they also the have like the knowledge of the cycle. And they know like his objective isn't supposed to be to rule, but to fight the dark one at Tarman Gaiden. Like right. Bring that up. Like, you, this is what you're supposed to be doing. So get to work. Mm-hmm. I, I guess my point there was they would be a dangerous <coughs> enemy to have because they are a principled enemy. Oh, yeah. You're, you're not necessarily going to buy them off. You're not even going to scare them away with the threats of your power. They don't care if they die in the process. If it's something worth fighting for, they're going to fight you. Right. So yeah. that's, I guess that's yeah. where I was going. Yeah. And then anything from all this before we talk about when the meeting breaks up and Rand talks to Dylan kind of alone? I like the whole you're Morghese's illegitimate son. Maybe that's Tom's other child. Hmm. <laughs> that who's that who's uh within the kidding. within the list of rumors You're Morghese's illegitimate <laughs> son, and maybe Tom's your papa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know that's not true, but I just I thought yeah. that was funny. I was like, well, hey, she clearly had a few friends, so maybe, mm-hmm. you know, that could have been a possibility. Sure. Yeah. That list of rumor mill stuff, hopefully that was something Rand took note of. It's not going to mm-hmm. be as easy for him to just slowly march through, conquer this, and unify people. Sure. He's got he's got to battle the PR stuff as well. Um, because mm-hmm. when you think about it, these people don't know Rand. They hear all of these rumors. Of course, they're not going to trust him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not just these meetings. He's got to find a way to overcome that rumor mill, get his own PR stuff out there. Yeah. Especially Sorry. since they think that he is the dark one like that. That is something they thought beforehand. That's why I was italicized. And then yeah. that's also a rumor going around. So sure. Yep. And then, yeah. So the meeting then breaks up and before the nobles leave, he pulls Dylan aside and says, Hey, can I, cause yeah. Dylan was giving him googly eyes the whole time. Everybody no, was apparently. Let's get her straight. Yeah, they're, well, they're looking at why are you eyeballing me. No, why are you eyeballing me? But she was like extra, extra yeah. strangely. Well, then Dylan just tells him he's just like, "You look like a spitted image of Tigrain," and he's like, "Who is like Tigrain? Who that, uh, who that is?" He's like, oh, that "That's was just the, Rand's baby mama." <laughs> that was the daughter of before she disappeared twenty five years ago. Um, 
just randomly disappeared. She was supposed to take over the throne, and that's how Margays came to power is because Tigran disappeared. Um, <laughs> and, and that's actually Galad's mama. Um, yep. Ran, so yeah. Galad, Rand's half-brother. I could see Rand, that so meme with the lady actually, at the board and all the math in the background. predicted this. Yeah. Yeah. I think yep. you guys loosely did. You weren't sure yeah. what her name was and like maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think, I think that one works too. At some point, we were like, maybe he's related. But wouldn't that make him like Elaine's half-brother? No, distant cousin. Or, oh, yeah. okay. Cousin. Uh, or step, step-brother, I guess, technically. Yeah, um, related to Moraine. Yeah, but but closer related to Moraine. Yeah. Um. Uh, no. Not no. Because that's the on the Demon side. Demon so Tigraine yeah. was married to Demon Dread. Was married to a Demon Dread. Watch Moraine Demon Dread. Uh, Demon Dread. Sorry, not Demon Dread. Not the Forsaken Demon Dread. Demon Dread. There's so many D's. Yeah. Um. Demon Dread. Um. Moraine Demon Dread was the niece or of Tigraine and Morgaze's husband. Well, like so step related then at yeah. some point. Yeah, at some point, but. Uh, Tigraine left to Mandred to go to the <laughs> and then and that's when yeah, she met the clan chief, father. and that's when so Rand is a different father. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because of all the Andorian no- nobility, you're able actually to draw family charts and go back and look at it. It's she's a distant cousin because they're all all the nobilities related somehow. So that's why the teeth ain't straight. A little, <laughs> just a little bit. That, that's so I think some, some people actually have gone out and figured out exactly how far distant cousins Elaine and Rand are, but they are distant cousins. They're distant enough to where when they're it's not that big of a deal. It won't yeah. have two heads. Gotcha. Right. It's it's a distant cousin. But yes. I mean, then again, back in those times or forward in those times, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do to keep the. The blood's strong. So. I mean, Game of Thrones just straight up had the brother-sister thing. Exactly. <laughs> just yeah. do what you do. <laughs> and they knew it. It wasn't an accident. It was on purpose. Yeah. yeah. There, there you A go. lot on purpose. Demon Dread, bad guy. Damage Dread, last name. Okay. That's right. So. <laughs> uh, Got to love Jordan with all his... Confusion. Uh, that's what confusion. he does. <laughs> but anyway. So, so, we so get our confirmation. We get all the confirmation that that that, t- he, that Rand is royalty on two sides. Yeah, and actually, technically, an heir. Yeah, in some heir ways. I throne. mean, Gal- Galad's a little hot, higher recognized because Galad's his older half brother. But yeah, but, but still, uh, but but and also, males cannot take the succession yeah, in, in Andor. A, but yeah, it's a female. It's a well, Galad was supposed to take over Karian. Yes, and then the plan At was some point, yeah, 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 yeah. So they would. But, Kind of rule with one family, but, two kingdoms. But, but Rand would have Rand's royalty. Uh, sure. Royal yeah, that's that's what it gets down to. Yeah, on both sides, on both Aiel and and chief and, and a hair. So, mm-hmm. and here we thought he was just a lowly country boy. Yeah, and she gave up all that. I mean, I guess she there was a uh, Ice advisor, um, uh, Guitara Morsa, who actually was the one who prophesied the dragon being born on Dragon Mount. Yeah. Um, that told her she had to give up her places being, you know, basically the future queen of Andor and her newborn son and had to leave Camelin or the whole world would die. And she had to go to the IO waste and she believed it and left, packed her bags and left. Did it tell anybody? How powerful is that though, that you can have a say in what a queen decides to do with her life? Like, she said she you, you would die and everyone would die. Like not just you, but everyone's going to die if you don't do this. Um, all right, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris. So uh, the little bit that I talked to Alan about after I read this was 
how much of a leap was that for her to take? Like, yeah. like, wouldn't it sound like so absurd that you'd be like, nah, because all right. So Rand at 20 years old, back in Emmons field, they're starting to see signs, you know, winter's lingering a little bit too long. Uh, we're starting to see more wolves. Like there's only starting to be signs 20 years from this prophecy, apparently that something big's about to go down. So there's no other signs or anything like that. Just somebody that you kind of trust that, you know, I, I guess she had to be very confident that her prophecies were accurate and that well, she wasn't going to lie so about them. My biggest thought on that is, you know, the, the Queens of Andor typically have an Aes Sedai at their side from mm -hmm. the giddy up. So this is probably that person for her. Right. And so she's been groomed her whole life to listen to this Aes Sedai. That's still a radical change for a radical prophecy. Huge, huge. I agree. That's why it threw me completely off. Like, what other catalyst was there? Does Jordan actually go into that in the book, or was this yeah. kind of it? How was many late, up? how many late teenagers or whatever, however old she was, that grew up in a life of royalty, are going to be convinced to give up that life completely and just walk away from it? Yeah, and become an IU of all things, mm -hmm. right? So now I now you start to think, all right, was this I Sedai totally on the up and up? Was there some co compulsion there? Because not only did she leave, but Luke got sent off yeah, her up north to fight. And we know what happened to Luke. Yeah. But we don't know exactly what happened or how it happened. But we have an idea of Luke. And Lord, how, although Lord Luke shows up last book. And right. And his world's all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. We know there's problems there. So, like, did the Aes Sedai just reveal this prophecy and convince them to leave? Or did she compel them in some way? Did she have a evil hand in this so guys, the same you guys, luke? do you guys remember back to uh, uh last book when they first meet lord luke and luke and they said he looks a lot like uh rand well i don't remember that comparison yeah that's a comparison but, if you go back to book four it says that and that would be his uncle his uncle mm -hmm. yeah yep interesting yes, i didn't catch that on his ever. mom's side yeah. yeah uncle on his mom's side so maybe the prophecy was actually that her child was going to be the dragon reborn. And then this, I said, I didn't want that shit to happen. So she's like, I'm going to convince her to run away, go off fight with the ideal. And clearly she's going to die and we don't have to worry about this. I don't know. I'm going to have faith. What happened to this? I said, I don't she know that we ever heard what happened to her. Maybe she comes back into play. Hmm. I just don't trust any of the eyes that I these days. I mean, as, as you read it, you want to think like, Oh, this is just helping the story move along. But then I'm like, wait, I said, I was involved. Hmm. Was she being shady or was she on the up and up? I love how Rand's like, I love the history. And the woman's like, this is not history. I live this. I'm don't only 21. <laughs> Please don't call it history. I was a child when all this happened and I ain't that old. Yeah. yeah. My kids these days referring to the late uh, 1900s or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the late. I bet you back in your day, you guys had to do back in my day. The late back, 1900s. Let me tell you about back in my day, you had to cut the computer on. You had to use two floppy disks, and then you waited ten minutes for the dial tone to end. Mm -hmm. so you Bro, surf the web. We didn't have a computer in our house until seventh grade. Mm. Yeah, and then you had dial-up internet. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. We used to ride our bikes down to the local university because they had cable internet, and. Yeah hang out there anyway so 
Um, so after all this, anything from all this? Any more? I mean, this is the big like reveal from this chapter, obviously. But anything before I move on? Uh, Rand tries to play it cool, but I think they both in that conversation realize the same thing. Sure. I think Rand Rand put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. I think she realizes just in that conversation that it's true. Right. Yeah. And when the four nobles leave, Bashir announces the next visitor, which is a messenger from Samuel himself. Forsaken. It's kind of cool. He walks in like yeah. the Joker. Yep. Permanent Just smile gonna, on his face. Yeah, green plaster on his face. Uh, it looks disturbing nonetheless. Uh, yeah, and and Samuel proposes a truce. Says, hey, listen, you know, hey. Um, let the Forsaken fight amongst themselves and let's just, you know, you can kill all them off and we'll fight the very end. Let's just, uh, you know. You know what? I am surprised, honestly, that Rand did not take this deal. Are you? From a strategic standpoint, I am. I really feel as if he could have played this better, taken the deal, gotten some help getting rid of the others, knowing that he could beat Samuel without issue. Do you think this deal's real? I mean, do you think Samuel's actually going to hold his yeah. end of the bargain? One, how could you trust it? And then two, <clears throat> after Samuel, so at least Rand believes Samuel intervened and got a lot of Aiel dead and everything, especially maidens. Uh, Rand, out of all the Forsaken, he wants revenge there. Mm-hmm. I kind yeah. of think he's not going to shake the hand of this Forsaken. Every now and then you just got to concede to the idea and ride it out for a little bit just to get the upper hand. He could have used the time and the space maybe it would have provided had he had it worked because like you're right. I mean, he is like the father of lies, the trickster and all that. So who knows? But I feel like he should have gone for it just because even even if you accept the deal and just immediately make plans to double cross yes it still gives you an opportunity to get them to hesitate yes it, it might give you an opening yeah. i i could see that play and then loose loose's uh thoughts come into his mind as well like because he brings up his past atrocities that man knows nothing about but loose knows everything about like he's just like no you're gonna answer for all your crimes everything you did and um, starts listing them yeah starts mm-hmm. listing them all out like everything you did back you know way that three thousand years ago and the guy's like sweating all over and like begging with his eyes for him to shut up and everyone's yeah. not paying any attention yep uh, and yeah. yeah it says there'll be no truth to the shadow uh sam will be brought to justice for all his crimes and then upon hearing that uh the guy just kind of melts yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was quite gross it's like give him a bucket and scoop him up and get rid yeah. of him yeah, and I think yeah. Bashir made the comment, like, I guess that's how he knows that there was a no. If guys just shut back up. <laughs> yeah, but Rand didn't do that to him. It's like no. the message self-destructed. Right. But it wasn't necessary because, like, Samuel was speaking through him and hearing right. also from Rand. Have you guys, um, have you have you watched The Strain? It's on Hulu right now. No. It's some It's some twist to the whole vampire thing where it's more like okay. a parasitic infection whatever something like that mm-hmm. anyway so I the, have the ma- to watch something like that the, the master is able to speak through any of the infected and you, you could tell the infected like the masters in their head because their eyes glow differently or whatever so this reminded me of that for anybody that's watched that i was like oh it's kind of like the strain 
super cheesy show. I'm not recommending you watch it, but if you got time to kill, it's good. I was watching Miss Marvel. Yeah, Mission Impossible message. Yeah, especially right. self destruct. Yeah. So would that still happen if Rand responded positively? Like, yeah, this sounds like a great I idea. Let, let me shake your hand, and then the dude explodes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the fuck just happened? <laughs> uh, yeah, turned into a puddle of blood and flesh. I think is what it says. Yeah, yeah, it was quite gross. Clean up on aisle two. Yeah, I can't so, wait to see all this like in the show. If they keep it in, yeah, that'd be interesting. Got to, like I, I'm. I'm anxious about what they're gonna do to change you to adapt it. Yeah, I want them to have this scene, and then at, with all the technology and cinem- cinematography that they have, I want them to go low tech and make it like, um, yeah, yeah, like the mountain fall, like the house falling on Cersei. No, 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 no. Uh, Indiana Jones, where the dude drank from the <laughs> and then he slowly turned into an old person and shriveled away. Like, that yeah, should be the scene of this Samuel message. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, the yeah. Fans would love it. Definitely. So after all that, uh, Rand decides he's kind of done with Andor at the moment. So he leaves and goes to Karian uh, to get away from Alana and everything else. Taking um, Abienda with him. Uh-huh. Yeah. She stepped out of nowhere. All the women surrounded uh-huh. him and opened up a path for her and her alone. Like, yeah. You know, today. You can shut the door on me this time. And all the maidens giggled again. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Like, look at he's, like, he's like, I'm not even going for shit. I'm not going for you. I have other things to do. Yeah. You're just going to take me with you. Bashir tries to stop him. He's like, wait, but you're supposed to inspect my troops. And he's like, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. He's the ultimate procrastinator. Exactly. Like the second time he's put off for Bashir. Yeah. He's, he's bigger stuff he has to worry about. Where are uh, our contingencies at? How, why is it taking them so long to get the Rand? For who? Oh, like the Aes Sedai coming? Yeah. And Perrin. Where's Perrin? Like, where they are all They of can't our... travel. I mean, they can't travel. They got to go like normal, like walking horse. Man, it's taking forever. You got to remember, like, like even through back contingencies and Perrin, who can travel. But, like, the first couple of books, we did all our traveling through, like, portal stones and That's through true. the ways. Which are super fast ways, and they don't they don't know how to do all that stuff, or they don't I want to do the ways. Cool. They get spoiled with traveling, yeah. Yeah, and unless you have perfect roads, doing doing over twenty miles a day for multiple days is a lot. Yeah. Those girls did it. Yeah. Girls from Edmondsfield. That's true. So parents oh, yeah. should be close by. Yeah, he should be close by. Like, where's parent? Where's my parent chapter, Alan? Yeah, I, hopefully soon. I really someone, care about at the beginning of this book, book, someone told me, oh, y'all are about to get so much parent, and I wish I remembered who it was because they were clearly fucking with us. Yeah. Like, what are we halfway <laughs> through? <laughs> Second half, you know. We're going to blame either uh, Jake or Zul just because they like doing that to us. Yeah, some, Pro- somebody probably. gave me that false info. Yeah. Anyways. So that's how we end the chapters. I'm leaving the gateway and going to Kyrie and saying deuces. Yeah. Yep. That would be nice. I would love to be able to just hop on my private jet and go anywhere I want without thinking about it. So, Egwene yeah. is still in Karian? Egwene's in Karian, yes. So, Ran should be able to talk to her and find out the whereabouts of Elaine. Yes, should be. Hasn't he okay. been going to Karian, Karian? Or is he not? Yeah, he's been, he's been, he's like, Rand? 
Yeah. It reminds me going back and forth the gateways between Andor. Yeah, that's what I thought. So why hasn't he talked to Egwene about Elaine? Or why hasn't Egwene told him about Elaine? Egwene's been kept on lockdown. Yeah. She hasn't been talking to anybody about anything. stupid. Why is everybody letting the wise ones do that? Communication in the real time? No. Say it ain't so. (laughs) Yeah, Jordan could have wrote that better. And he didn't talk to Egwene on the seventh visit also because the wise ones said no. Come on. Watching how all of our Edmonds fielders have acted through this entire book, for them to just somebody tell them no, and they go, okay. Like, come on. Yeah. It's out of character for all of them. But he also <laughs> thought she was like in a, uh, in a unconscious state for a while there. All the more reason that he'd want to visit her and hold her hand. True. I mean. I get you. There's a lot of flaws there. Yeah, yeah so Gawain is sick from the attack on her. Yeah. Sure. And I know I get that, but wouldn't that be all the more reason for, for him to go visit? And he's a visit. good friend. I, I agree. There's a flaw in the writing yeah. of that. It just okay. seems silly. I agree. Because that requires communication, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. That's like the simplest of communication. Like, hey, can I see my friend? No. Well, I want to see my friend. Okay. Like, it's <laughs> only one more step. You just take a small step past that no. And boom, you I think it's about to happen in the next coming chapters. I think Avian so. is going to talk to the wise ones. Yeah, and Avian is clearly going to talk to Egwene. Exactly. And there's you know? clearly a conversation about Elaine. This has got and to And the baby. Now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the baby. How's the baby doing? Oh, that's good. We're going to name it Rand Jr. RJ. Yeah. Hey. Little RJ. Yeah. So, girl. F- favorite characters? Rangelina. that's too perfect oh if that happens i'm gonna quit this podcast (laughs) just sign off for the last time favorite character you got one chris i gotta think about this (sighs) not particularly like nobody was overly impressive i think the the one person and her name that's how unimpressive she really is the one that didn't mind speaking out about who she thought ran was related to that's what i was gonna say and who said with the d know, yeah the one that's like you know i'll represent elaine but dylan dylan yeah. yeah i'll give it to her just because she you know she's still holding on to the idea that elaine is is gonna come and take her um, rightful place, but she's also subtly alluding to the fact that she didn't mind taking power until time comes. But then she's also like, but you look awfully close to somebody I used to know who... Somebody you know, that I used to know Had a Did hold on the throne. <sighs> yeah. So but the fact that everybody is so closely related is like yeah. very interesting too. Like yeah. by Listen up. At least they're not brother and sister. I mean, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, yep. could have been worse. So, so Dylan probably would have been my pick just to have something different. Um, I'll say Rand only because I was a huge fan of that whole interaction between the two of them for all those reasons I discussed before. I don't like the whole Game of Thrones, Days to Mar, everybody's plotting behind everybody. Like, I mean, everybody plots behind everybody, but if you're like six or seven levels deep in your plotting where it's so confusing and nobody knows where you stand, like that's too much. Yeah. These guys were a little more direct with each other. 
They shared more cards than, you know, in their hand than most people do in this book. It wasn't perfect, but it was pretty Well, good. and then, of course, the guy that came with her, I can't think of his name, he had the balls enough to, like, threaten Rand. Like, if he killed her, he cut it yeah. off. He left it yeah. hanging, but I was yeah. like, the man is right there. He clearly can channel it. You said that? I they like got style. men and women of principle. They don't care about uh-huh. what else is going on. This is this is where we draw our line. I like that. Yeah, I, I get the naive for st- staying up for herself against the I, I said I. You know, actually, that's a good like, one too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was gonna, I, that. I was going to say Tomanis, but I figured that you get mad at me if I said that. So naive. <laughs> yeah, naive's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I like that. All right, and the next chapters we're doing. So next time on the Wheel of Reads, we'll be doing two chapters, and then we'll be back to three chapters after that. So next week is just two, and then we'll be going back to three chapters for a bit. Um, so those chapter titles are The Wheel of a Life and A Taste of Solitude. The Wheel of Life? The Wheel a life? of a Life. A life. Oh, so maybe we're going to focus on one of these characters that have been like reincarnated a bazillion times mm. and get an understanding of them. It could be Brigitte. I was just thinking it might be, might be her. Or it could be her, who's her lover, longtime lover. Maybe we run uh, into him or she talks about him. King. Uh, uh, yeah, Kane. remember, he's been born again into this world. Yeah, but he's, he's been born, born he like literally as a baby. He's not. Yeah. yeah. He's not consequential at all. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting more detail about the whole Brigitte how many times she's been in and out and yeah it'd be neat and then a taste of solitude just just a little little taste this one did somebody get locked up again Egwene? not that we know of yeah. maybe they lock her in the dream world as punishment maybe this is a mogadine chapter hmm. interesting i'd be yeah i'd love yeah. to see something from the the bad guy side of things yeah yeah there's nobody that really or Logan. Okay. Yeah, we've been checked out with him in a while. Logan's chumming it up with everybody and telling all these stories. He's living his best life right now. Yeah. yeah. He's the center of attention in his own little world. Or you know who could come yes. back? Hmm. Our wolf brother from book one. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, oh, what if, this is a, what if it is a parent chapter and he's on the road by himself? Yeah. Or an Elias chapter. Like, Elias has got to come back. Even I hope so. And who else? He'd be the besides, best teacher for Perry. Besides him and Gnome, they're the mm-hmm. only ones living a life of solitude that we know of right now. Yeah. 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 I think Gnome's coming back hardcore, though. Gnome? Okay. Or maybe that tiny oak tree that started growing after the green man died eventually grows into another green man. Could be that, too. Could be. Maybe that Could green be. man's coming back. Yeah. Plant supreme. 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 I am Gnome. <laughs> I am Groot. So yeah, um, anything else uh, before I wrap up? No, these were quick right. chapters. They were, they, were, they were quick. Well, we the first one was yeah. This one's a big, kind of a good one. That's good. good reviews. I mean, we yeah. still haven't gotten anything like confirmed, confirmed. But I think we're sure. At this yeah, point. good enough. This is so, as confirmed as Jordan does anything. So true. I feel until, pretty until, good until it. it smacks you in the face. It's like yeah, yeah right. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, how we can be found? Uh, the Will Reads everywhere uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all those great places. Go to the website, thewillreads.com, find links to all that stuff, plus links to stuff like our Discord. Uh, you can join that, 
hang out, uh, look at pictures of Chris's kittens, you know? So if that's not a reason to join, I don't know what else is. They're really Um, cute. That's a reason. That's a reason. Um, and normally after shows, I do hang out and talk a little bit on discord for at least for a little bit. Um, cause we do have voice channels there, but I am on vacation. So I'm going to go back and shoot some pool or play ping pong. So, sorry guys. And soon to come, we'll give you guys some information about my thoughts on this board. Oh yeah. 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 After Chris is done, we're going to do a, a, a video on, uh, on this. I'm super excited. Like yeah. even Chanel heard like 15 minutes of the book. She's like, stop. Like, <laughs> I want to read <laughs> I want to read this book now. I was like, damn it. It's good. Like we had this long drive and I just knew I was going to finish the book. And she's like, no, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah. So we listened to Beyonce for five hours. Put some earbuds in. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with Beyonce for five hours. Oh, not the new stuff now. Tell everybody. Everybody. It's like house music. It's that you'd see at a Vogue concert. Like okay. So you're saying no rush to listen to it? Yeah, I mean, it, don't get me wrong; it was good, but there's there's not the typical story or purpose. It's, it's something like you would see it like a, a, the gay bar or something, or sure. okay. Paris Fashion Week is kind of what it makes me feel when I listen to the. Yeah. Sure. Well, with with an artist like her, that's going to have the career that she does. I mean, she's got a bazillion albums by the time she's done making albums. Yeah. Sometimes you got to have ones that are just fun that she just felt like doing and she but just, yeah. if she was I'm, just in that mood then eh, you know. now mind you hers is better than his but it, it hers and drake's are kind of like along the same yeah really same vibe vibe yeah beat okay. wise i'll have to check okay. it out i'll check it out also you can feel free to support us uh just buy merchandise or listen to us our uh patreon all those links can be found on our website as well great ways to support us um and help us do things like buy more lighting and things like that. Um, Stripe lighting. Stripe. So I figured, I figured out what it is. There's actually like a rack above me. So uh, light's going through the rack. And it's, hey, we got a new patron today too, apparently. We did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did. You got a new patron today. They were announced at the beginning. That was, I know they uh, announced them, but maybe somebody, yeah. did somebody new come? I guess not. Uh, not since not since we started, I think. Okay. Um, what about our old patrons? I can check. Yeah, our old patrons are awesome too. Um, like David, and who are our Bella levels? Do we have any Bella levels anymore? Yeah, yeah, okay. we do. Just give them we a shout some. out to our Bella we, people. We got Bellas. We got uh, Remy. Remy's a Bella. Remy. Remy. Uh, David will be back as a Bella. He's he's taking some time off from that, but that's okay. that's cool. Bella. Anyway, still, still, still love you, man. Still love David. Um, but yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's uh, that's all I got for this week, guys. Until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. Bella! I hope you enjoyed the show, and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. <laughs>